right. Welcome to Rock Vegas, everybody. This is Glenn Rockney. Um, sorry about the timeliness or lack thereof of this episode release, but I uh, was caught up a couple long days at work, but um, it's coming to you. Um, here to talk about the Raiders win, another win, 2-0 in the preseason, 2-0 against the LA Rams, home game for the Raiders, as we all know. Um, 17 to 16. It was a thriller, right? A thriller. 17 to 16 came down to the wire. Yeah, I'm not going to lie to you. That was the most boring game I've seen in a while. <laughs> um, it's just, I, you know, look, it's preseason. None of the starters are playing for either team. And they were like really at the back end of the bench. That's what the preseason's for. But it was like, man, there was a time in like the middle of that game. The beginning, there was some action. The end, there was some action. But in the middle, it was just a lot of failed things, especially on offense. But there's a lot you could take from it, right? Um, and I and I gotta say, just there's a couple. One of the reasons that I was even looking forward to that game is because I wanted to see Marcus Mariota kind of tear it up. <laughs> Felt like a Marcus Mariota tear it up game. But eight quarters, we've had to watch eight quarters of Nathan Peterman. I can do Nathan Peterman for, hmm, I'd say, one quarter of every preseason game. Maybe it's like a second half in one of them, get the whole thing. <laughs> I cannot do eight quarters of Nathan Peterman. Um, it's rough. It's rough. Um, the, you know, the receivers, you don't have rugs. You don't have Edwards. Um, you're down to your Keelan Dosses, your Marcel Aitmans, uh, Dylan Stoners, DJ Turners, guys like that where you're just, man. It's uh, it's tough, but hey, we're the real fans. You know, I, I put a tweet out on Twitter and a few of you guys liked it, which which because <laughs> I, I think you were right there with me where it's like, man, you know, you are a Raiders junkie when you are like cursing out Dallin Levitt in the third quarter of a preseason game and you're in the living room. Like you imagine your neighbors hearing you like, who the fuck is that guy watching? Like, I don't know who that is. But yeah, you know, it's uh. It's interesting, you know, and, and another note on Nathan Peterman. Did anyone notice when uh, there was a point in the in the in the broadcast where Matt Millen, I mean, Matt Millen and Beth Mullins, like I swear to God, they had to have a fifth of Jack Daniels underneath the bench because they were like doing the we want the funk for Jake Funk and like singing and like something something was going on. Rich Gannon was sober as a saint focused alpha male stuff like just just focused. But those two definitely had, uh, you know at the Mirage or, you know, at a uh, uh, Caesar's palace beforehand, maybe hit like a little uh, drink special before that. Cause um, you know, Beth Mullins was like, Oh yeah, Matt. Oh yeah. You think, uh, you think uh, Nathan Peterman, he's a, he's a good quarterback. He's fun to watch in the preseason, you know? And then she like, he's karate chops the table in half. Um, but then Matt Millen, most backhanded compliment I've ever seen him give to Rich Gannon in my life. He goes, Hey, Nathan Peterman, Rich, he reminds me of you. Can you imagine if you're Rich Gannon? You're just like, what the fuck, dude? You're telling me that Nathan Peterman reminds me of me? I want a damn NFL MVP with this team that we're announcing right now. <laughs> I was laughing my ass off. <laughs> Rich is like, dude, shut up, man. Let's get to the game now. Let's get to the game. A lot of battles, a lot of position battles um, that we saw there. But first, I just want to get to overall. Um, so let's start with stuff I didn't like. Stuff I didn't like. I I couldn't. That offensive line, man, this depth on offensive line is is rough. And 
I put on Twitter like, hey, Raiders backup O line. I, I'm I'm not sure they're gonna have to pick up somebody off the waiver wire. And I understand the rest of the league. O line depth is like very rare. It's an oasis in the desert. You know, you think you see it, or like a mirage. You know, like you you think you see it, but then you don't actually have it. But man, some of these people on Twitter are telling me, oh no, those are like the third string guys. And I'm like, no, they're not. Because Nick Martin is second string. And he's awful. I don't understand why. I like the Nick Martin signing. I thought he was good. I thought he should compete with Andre James for a starting job. Clearly, Andre James has the job. We know that. That's a little bit scary to me, but we'll get to that at another time. Not this episode. Um, Nick Martin was seriously a turnstile. And he was just getting bowled over. And this is a guy who, if you go on like PFF and say what you will about PFF, but... When somebody grades consistently over the years on PFF, usually at least you know, like, okay, this, this guy's not going to be great, but at least you, he can give me like a floor of just an average to su- slightly subpar offensive lineman. For your second unit, that's good. But man, Nick Martin, awful. Brandon Parker, I, I don't see it. I mean, I, I like him better at left tackle, obviously, than I do at right tackle, but man, don't see it. Patrick Omame. Now, he's a guard, and they kicked him out to right tackle for a little bit. And, yeah, that's not always, you know, that, that's not always easy to do. So some of the times when he was getting beat like a drum on the outside, guys literally just 48 for the Rams. That guy's pretty good, by the way. But it was just running by him, not even getting a hand on him, nothing. Jared Jones-Smith. These guys are all on the media depth chart. And, again, the media depth chart, that is not the Bible of the Raiders' depth chart. That is not set in stone by any means. This is not John Gruden's depth chart, but... These guys are all second unit. And they were bad. You could talk me into the Raiders offensive line, the first unit, into being really good, especially in the run game. I have my doubts about Andre James. But Colton Miller, Richie Incognito, provided he doesn't miss too much time. Um, I like John Simpson starting at right guard. Um, and Alex Leatherwood. Let's get to those two right now. John Simpson and Alex Leatherwood, we're running right all year, boys. We're running right. We're yelling it like the old Raiders. We used to hear see the videos of Gene Upshaw and uh, Art Shell. They would just yell to the defense, running our way. We're running our way. What are you going to do? Couldn't do anything. Guys were just too good. Now, I'm not saying these two guys are those guys, but I think they're going to have massive success running the ball in that way. Alex Leatherwood early in the game. I swear to God, that guy, like, that was like me, like, clearing off. He, he had a block. I want to say it was a second drive for Trey Regis. Um, where he just basically took the his entire it was like me swiping off like a phone book off of a table. That was what he did to the guy. He just pushed him completely out to the other side of the line, like just dominated. John Simpson had a couple pancakes on some BJ Emmons runs. Um, uh, notable one, Marcus Johnson posted. Uh, just very impressed by those guys. And, and everyone who knows me, I have an instant reaction on this YouTube channel. It's very funny. Um, I, I didn't like the Alex Leatherwood pick. I definitely thought he was a huge reach. Um, I haven't seen anything so far that would make me sad about him. Now, he hasn't gone against a legit pass rusher that we've seen, right? We've seen it. You've heard about it in camp uh, during the practices, which I'll talk about after the game. But in the uh, in the practices, you, you've you heard about him going against him. And from the teammates, I mean, the teammates aren't going to lay him out to, you know, hang him out to dry or anything. But his teammates and coaches are saying he's, he's doing a nice job, makes a few mistakes does what rookies do on the offensive line, make mistakes, make some nice plays. He's very athletic too. Both of these guys are John Simpson's a little work in progress in the past game. 
Uh, so maybe we'll see if Denzel good gets the start early at right guard. I, mean, I could still see maybe week one Denzel good, but let's I, I'm pulling for John Simpson because I, I think this could be a special run blocking offensive line special. But yeah, just that depth, man. We got to do something about that depth. I think there's always a surprising camp cut. It doesn't have to be anybody crazy. It doesn't have to be anybody, you know, oh, whoa, that guy got cut. It doesn't know. Just a couple guys that fit your scheme. You know what I mean? Let's just get some uh, some other blood in there because these guys are getting beat like a drum. And that was not the Rams' first team offensive line or uh, defensive line. So, yeah, that, that um, that's kind of what stood out to me. Um, also, the tight end battle I find really interesting. Um, you know, after the draft, one of my favorite parts after the draft is when you're still when you're still just fiending for more draft drug like drug addict stuff like of the of the draft like oh man that was round seven already oh mr irrelevant oh and you start itching your neck and stuff oh man i need more i need more and then you start scouting the uh the udfa undrafted free agent thing matt bushman was a guy that pops up on the raiders and they paid him they like gave him i don't know if it was guaranteed or not but they paid him you know like decent money for a udfa so you're thinking okay maybe this guy doesn't make the team but they think he will because i think this team's going to carry four tight ends i do because they have a crazy competition going on right there. But Matt Bushman, I don't feel like he's winning it. I, I really don't. Like, unless he unless he's balling out in camp, which he could be. He could be, but I, you don't hear about him too much. Um, and and you know, the Raiders have been good at at least in their press conferences of saying who stuck out, like, oh hey, this guy stands out. Hey, this guy's this guy's good. But Alex Ellis, you got these other guys, Alex Ellis, he looked pretty good. Um, the guy I like is Nick Bowers, right? He's the Penn State guy, I think. Um, I, I like him. Penn State turns out tight ends. That's not a joke either. That's not a, a joke. Get your mind out of the gutter. That's a filthy joke. Don't they? Penn State turns out tight ends. And uh, Nick Bowers, I, I like him a lot. He only had one catch for 10 yards in the game, but I he was just that typical kind of tight end in the flat, catch and run. That's that's what you have to do in John Gruden's system. But I like Alex Ellis too. I, I thought he's done a nice job. Um, I think Bowers just has that big body and a little bit of speed to go with him. Kind of like, kind of can, if he was tight end three or, you know, still, I still feel like Carrier's going to make the team. That's why I say they're keeping four. But if they kept three and one of them was these UDFA guys, I, I wouldn't hate that. Um, And yeah, it's that... that the tight end battle is very interesting and I, I'm not going to slam the Raiders for paying Matt Bushman. If he doesn't make the team, you, you want, you want your priority free agent guy. You want him, and, and you bring him into camp. That doesn't mean he has to make your team. It's still undrafted. It's not like you love the guy. You would have picked them if you loved him, but I'm interested to see who wins that last spot. If, if it even is that, if, if it's even available, maybe they try to practice squad. Maybe this is just battling for a practice squad spot, but then uh, another thing I like is, is this running back battle is really heating up BJ Emmons versus Trey Regis and don't sleep on Garrett Groshek either let's talk about Garrett Groshek for a second so now he was playing a little bit of fullback for a while too and uh if you watch the tape don't lie guys they've been a little bit critical of Alec Ingold sometimes just kind of not really doing his job the way we think he does his job in the blocking part pass catching and running the ball I, he does a nice job um, everybody knows that, but I think Garrett Groshek does a really nice job um, as a fullback, and uh, he's got a little juice to him too. Got a little juice to him. He can carry the ball. Um, that's interesting too. I, I'd like to find a way to see if they could stash him because if they use him as a fullback, and 
maybe want to stash them on the practice squad. Not a lot of teams use fullbacks, right? So you're, you're pretty, you're going to want to have a backup one because if Ingle goes down, you might want to do that. And let's see, what, what is the height and weight of Garrett Groshek? Let's, I just want to, I just want to see where, where we're at here on his uh, height and weight. This is at college. And they don't put his weight in there. But he looks like a pretty solidly built guy. He's about 5'11". And uh, yeah, let's see. Yeah, 217. I might not that might not get it done. He'd have to bulk up a little bit. So yeah, maybe, maybe he just if he's gonna stick at running back, there's really no chance he makes the team. But like I said, it could be a guy you, you stash on your practice squad, beef him up, play a little, play a little fullback. Then you have your versatile fullback guy who's used to running the, with the ball, can be athletic. Wisconsin guy, just like Alec Ingold. I don't, I don't hate that. I don't hate that. You could just have another Alec Ingold on your, on your backfield, um, on, on your practice squad. So think about that. But Trey Regis versus BJ Emmons, it's one-to-one if we're talking about preseason games. BJ Emmons won this game, I think, uh, over Trey Regis. I think, uh, I, I definitely think that, let's see. I definitely think that Trey Regis, right, Trey Regis had six carries for, for one yard. It wasn't great, right? Wasn't great. He had a touchdown, but BJ Ammons, eight for 34, um, 4.2 a carry. I, uh, I really, he's got a lot of explosiveness. I still like Regis a little bit more, but Emmons, Emmons has got a little juice to him. Uh, man, I, it's, that's a tough call because there's times where you, you, you're like, oh, Regis, he just looks better, pass protection, but Emmons had a couple nice reps there too. So, um, really interested to see in that final game against the 49ers. I think they're really going to let those guys battle it out the way they have been going. Um, who knows how many starters we're going to see in that game? Y- you don't know, but uh, Regis and, and Emmons, I, I'd I'd love I'd love to see a, a battle down to. It, it seems like it's going to come down. I think it's one to one right now, and I think we're seeing the uh, the three game series in, in preseason. I think whoever wins that last one, maybe Gruden's already got his mind made up, but it doesn't seem like he does. On, on who he's going to keep and they, and they definitely need somebody. Um, yeah. Receiver is not much to talk about at receiver. Like I said, um, it's kind of just Zay Jones and then everybody after him battling it out for maybe a spot that doesn't even exist. <laughs> you know, um, they're going to need a returner. So maybe somebody like DJ Turner could make the team. Um, they did have some nice returns in the game. Um, um, I think stoner and him had some good return. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, stoner and Turner actually, did a nice job. Um, I, I uh, DJ Turner had two really nice returns. He averaged 14 a year a return. So that was nice. Um, that's, that's an interesting battle there too. Cause I don't want Henry Ruggs returning punts. You don't want guys. He drafted 12th overall returning punts. That's just not good business. Um, so let's, uh, let's go to the defense. Cause I think the defense is really where it, it, we're all interested in it, right? We're, we're all, we're all interested in what the defense is. I'm going to start with the stuff I loved on defense. Nate Hobbs. How does it how does it get better than Nate Hobbs? I mean, you want to talk about a guy who everybody was like, really, this guy's this guy's going to start for the Raiders because he was getting that starting buzz. And yeah, (laughs) why the hell not? Who else is going to start on this team? And now maybe Nate Hobbs isn't going to be doing this all year. Maybe he's not doing that, but he looks like he kind of has it, doesn't it? Like, you know, the it factor. He looks like a Legion of Boom. Secondary guy. Like he looks like somebody, especially when he's wearing that number in the high thirties, like Brandon Browner, you know what I mean? He looks like those guys that were like Richard Sherman, Jeremy Lane, Brandon Browner, you know, 
uh, Byron Maxwell, guys like that. He looks, he's big, long corner, athletic, can run. Just seems like he he fits that scheme perfectly. And like I was saying on the last episode, it does not, it would not shock me for a fifth round pick to do well in a Gus Bradley scheme. Guys like Desmond King did it. And, you know, right away, bubble screen, diagnoses it, blows the play up. Just he, he makes big plays. Ball thrown down the field. Look, not a good ball by Bryce Perkins. That guy had a noodle arm. He's another one of those guys like, are you sure you're right-handed? Noodle arm. He could dance around. He could move. But he couldn't throw. But still, for a guy who's going to be playing slot corner, to still have that deep tracking ability on the, and to be able to catch the ball, track it in the air, and make that play, Raiders are starving for something like that. Nate Hobbs, hey, that's your starting slot corner. BD Williams said it best on Twitter. You saw Nevin Lawson playing outside when he was playing, and Nate Hobbs was playing the slot when Nevin Lawson was on the field. Nate Hobbs won the job. So that tells you everything. But yeah, like uh, in the secondary, um, I, there were a couple nice plays by Amir Robertson there too. So he'll be he'll be nice depth on this team. I, I still think he makes the team. Um, I, I hope so, man. I'm still pulling for the guy. I like the guy. Um, yeah, as far as in the secondary goes, not much else. Dallin Levitt stinks. We all know that. Um, Nevin Lawson, man, I, I'm not the biggest Lawson hater at all. Like at all there are people on on the he's like the uh remember raiders chris johnson number 37 you know stanford route people that had like dj hayden the guys that people really had like just fire in their eyes for like oh i can't stand just can't stand that guy people feel that way about lawson not so much me but man that was a bad last game that was bad like really bad but you know the secondary they were getting picked apart a little bit but they were just giving everything up underneath that's what we're going to see out of this scheme we're going to this scheme is supposed to limit big plays, and, and they did for the most part. They did. Blew some coverage in the end zone. Um, not great, but the, the, the corners, they're going to sit back, and they're not going to let you beat them over the top, and they're going to have to tackle. They're going to have to come up and tackle. That's, that's what the scheme is. And, uh, you know, I, I think they're executing it pretty well. Um, I've liked what I've seen. I, I, Bryce Perkins were... Where it killed me with the way they played against the Rams was just not being able to get Bryce Perkins on the ground and not being able to get consistent pressure. So we'll move to the D-line because I have something special I want to say about the linebackers. I want to spend uh, extra time on them. Uh, Defensive line, I I didn't like what I saw out of them as a unit. A couple guys flashed. Again, Darius Phylon, he's a beast. He's a beast. That's your starting. He's going to start on this team. And, uh, you know, Solomon Thomas flashes here and there. Um, He's definitely... Uh, another guy he's going to make the team i think they just want to get him more reps didn't these are two guys that both haven't played in over a year so i think that's why you're seeing him a lot in the preseason five on i believe it's been two years um but guys like kendall vickers man like that I, he is not doing well in this bradley scheme and you could see it early from like camp videos getting pushed around um the games is just not flashing to me i i'm not i'm not seeing it um i don't think he's gonna make the team um last year he was kind of one of the better interior pressure guys on this team for whatever that means <laughs> but uh yeah no it's that's malcolm Kuntz. he's just not there yet um as far as getting pressure but he had a couple of flash plays um there was a sack that got negated by a penalty but i, I thought he did a really nice job on that play it was a really good rush um he won like he won his one-on-one it wasn't just a hustle sack 
like he won his one on one. Um, and then, you know, the other sack was Tanner Muse and Darius Phylon, um, kind of combined, mostly Tanner Muse on that one. But yeah, not a lot of pressure in the game. And and that's still my number one thing about this team is so my my concerns about the Raiders. I'm gonna do a whole episode during the kind of the bye week of preseason about reasons for optimism, re- reason for uh, pessimism, you know, give give you a, uh, I'm going to give you a great scenario for the Raiders for the year and where everything works out and it's in a pessimist scenario where everything goes south, you know, just goes bad. And part of that is that their defensive line doesn't get any better and they don't have any depth and they're just, they're a team that can cover, but only for so long. Because I think that's kind of the weakness on this team is just getting pressure from the interior, from the outside. Again, we got to see Crosby and Yannick play. We're, we're going to have to see that, but but still, it's still a reason to be concerned, in my opinion. Um, linebackers. But the linebackers, interesting battle, right? Now, as of now, uh, Javin White, we don't know, and I'm actually Googling him right now just to make sure because I, as of when I checked this morning, I did, there were no updates on uh, Javin White, and that's yeah, just still not seeing anything there. Um, yeah, so as of now, recording this on Tuesday, do not do not have an update on Javin White. So if you came across this episode and maybe something worse happened, hopefully not, or maybe he's just totally gonna miss like a week or a little bit. But we know it's bad. He got carted off. It's not gonna be good. Nicholas Morrow's hurt too. Those are two guys. Javin White's, you know, not not Nicholas Morrow. Nicholas Morrow's a lot more polished in coverage, but Javin White is a freak athlete, and he was making plays in that game before he got hurt against the Rams. But then also you have Nicholas Morrow, who seems to be hurt pretty bad. It uh, it doesn't look great. So you're at least for part of the season, you're either going to have to find a camp cut. Or somebody on the roster, but I'm not. I am not low on some of these back end linebackers. I, Max Richardson and Asmar uh, Asmar Bilal, I believe is his name. Yeah, those those guys not not bad. And we'll see what happens when Divine Diablo gets back. Um, I believe they cut Deron Lee today. The Raiders cut uh, Deron Lee, and uh, um, as well as uh, Darius Stills. So I, I know every a lot of people like Darius Stills, but yeah, he he just wasn't going to crack this. Uh, this rotation, I don't think, but nonetheless, that's D line back on linebackers. Divine Diablo and 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 Duran Lee are, are or Duran Lee's gone. Excuse me, Divine Diablo we haven't seen yet, so you never know. But Max Richardson and Asmar Bilal are kind of interesting. Um, kind of interesting to see where where they're going to be at now. Javin White's not a starter on this team, so. You can re- you're just gonna have to replace the depth, but you're gonna need a starter at middle at uh at middle linebacker. It's probably Nick Kwiatkowski, but you know, behind him you're gonna want somebody who maybe like Max Richardson, and he's made some nice plays in the game. Now I'm not sure Gus Bradley wants to roll with an undrafted free agent there. I'm not sure if that's what what has to happen, but um you know, and it well it hasn't been perfect, but those guys have flashed a little bit, so I'm interested to see. I want to see those guys get a lot more playing time against the 49ers, see if they can make some more plays carve out a role for themselves on this team. One of the two, if not both of them, right? You don't have to keep these guys all year. You don't. So it just looks like, you know, the Raiders have to plan for Morrow and White to be out for a while. They're just going to have to. They're just going to have to. So it's a sad reality because I like both those players. 
Nicholas Morrow surviving um, scheme changes um, and improving every year in this league has been fun to watch coming from division three. Uh, just, you don't see that all the time. And it's really nice to see. But yeah, the, uh, let's, uh, let's move on to, uh, where, where are we at? Let me see. Oh yeah. So next game, um, just one more, one more thing about the, about the, the next game, um, the Niners and, uh, and the Raiders, right? <laughs> Last time that happened out in the Bay, there were literal death happened at the stadium. So hopefully everybody chills out for that one. Um, Look, we all know a few Niner fans, and we all know how they can act. I live in the Bay Area. Yeah. But in that game, I'm interested to see if the starters play at all. If I'm John Gruden, I, I give the starters, most of the starters, a series. Just one. Maybe two if you go three and out on offense. On defense, maybe two series. Just, just something. Now, okay, let's say they don't. Is that the end of the world? No. Why? Raiders just practiced against the Rams starters all week. That's maybe, some would say, better than a preseason game. You show more, right? You show more on both sides in, the, in those practices because you're not playing the Rams that year and nobody's filming the whole practice to release to the media. You know, it's not on TV. Excuse me. But that Rams practice, hey, our boys, our boys did their thing. I'm not going to lie. Our boys did their thing. I mean, we can only go now. You could be like Vinny and, and, you know, be like, oh, Hunter didn't do shit today at Jalen Ramsey. It's like, come on, Vinny. Let us have this one, man. <laughs> let us have this one. Let us let us pretend Hunter Renfro did the Odell Beckham one hand catch over Jalen Ramsey. Like, let's let's just say that he did, Vinny. Let's just say he had a really nice day against Jalen Ramsey. Jalen Ramsey was in like scramble mode. Like, hey, you guys don't know scheme, right? That's always the ultimate cope for players. You guys don't know scheme. Like, okay, well, we saw you get beat, dude. I don't know what to tell you. Now, they had a good job. The, specifically the defense. The defense against the Rams' first-team offense, they're creating turnovers. Corey Littleton, creating turnovers. Trevon Merrick, creating turnovers. Trevon Merrick had a nice week of practice. We haven't seen him do much in the preseason. And I would like for the 49ers to play Jimmy Garoppolo, which they will. It's going to be Garoppolo or Lance is going to play a guy. You know, maybe you can catch like a 97 mile an hour cut fastball from Trey Lance and pick it off or something. Because, man, Trey Lance is insane how hard he throws that ball. Like I was watching that a little bit of that Charger game. And I like Trey Lance. If you listen, if you were an OG listener of Rock Vegas, I loved Trey Lance. Um, Still do. I still think he's a good player. It just sucks that the Niners have him. But damn, that guy does not have a changeup, does he? Like it is, it is Randy Johnson level fastball, like with movement. But you, I want to see a quarterback that could push the ball down the field with Trevon Merrick on the field during the preseason because I, I just want to see some. You know, that was kind of the other boring part about the last game against the Rams. It's like nothing went down the field. Like test our guys out, man. Nate Hobbs passed the test, but other than that, you didn't see a lot. But I, I just. I, I want to see I want to see the starters play just a series or two, but I'll understand if they don't, right? Because the Raiders balled out in practice against the Rams. And that's more important than what they did in the preseason. These preseason games are rounding out the back end of your roster, filling, um, seeing if you could solve some of your problems in-house with guys at the back end of the roster, maybe see if an uh, undrafted free agent flashes or something. And uh, yeah, so 
you know, maybe against the Niners, we'll see Carl Joseph too. get a, get a, get some snaps. Uh, it'd be fun to watch him play again. Uh, Isaiah Johnson, divine Diablo. Maybe those guys will play. Um, so that'll be something new to look forward to, but I think I have one more thing I want to talk about. One more thing. The Raiders, this is per Vic Tafer. So you never know. I mean, I just, I don't know. Some of our beat writers, I'm, I'm not trying to hate on them, but like some of our beat writers, like just feel like they're wrong sometimes or whatever. But, but this would make sense to me. Honestly, it would. This would make sense to me. Per Vic Tafer, the Raiders tried to reach out during the offseason to trade for Khalil Mack to get Khalil Mack back on this team where he rightfully belongs, in my opinion. It's interesting. Now, a lot of people are like, oh, Gruden realized he made a mistake. Yeah, no shit. Of course he realized he made a mistake. Now, some could argue, did the Raiders make a mistake trading Khalil Mack or did they make a mistake with the draft picks they got for him? That's the ultimate thing. <laughs> did they make a mistake at fourth overall, right? Did they make it uh, with Khalil and Furl? Did they make a uh, mistake getting Damon Arnett and drafting a running back in the first round? and not really getting the value because they got a pretty damn good haul for him. Yeah, you could say that, but I would love to have him back on this team. And it wasn't, it had to have been a low ball offer, honestly, because if you're the Chicago bears, you just draft your quarterback. Justin Fields doesn't appear to be ready yet. Doesn't appear to be um, anointed. The starter might get that Pat Mahomes first year of sitting down. Um, behind Andy Dalton for however long that lasts. But I think it sounds like by design, Andy Dalton's going to be starting. This doesn't seem like a team that's like going to win now. You know, they don't seem like their window is like win this year. And if you could get rid of Khalil Mack and get like a first round pick, clear off some salary, have the Raiders take on that contract and then have an extra first round pick along with the one that you'd have as a team to build around Justin Fields. Wouldn't that make a lot of sense to, to, at least listen to the to the Raiders trying to get them back. They're trying to get him back. Because I, that's what I wanted them to do all, all offseason with the Raiders was trade that first-round pick. Let's go get a, an impact defensive player. If you had Yannick Ngakwe, Khalil Mack, and then Max Crosby as like your kind of backup edge rusher on third down when you want a little more juice, have Mack rush off the inside on third down, get creative, do some fun stuff. Gus Bradley gets his two... Just absolute dogs on the edge, like he like he normally has on a very good defense. He had his Cliff Averill, Michael Bennett, uh, Melvin Ingram, Joey Bosa, you know, Yannick, and I forget who else was on the other side, but they had a good pass rush there too in uh, Jacksonville. You, I, I applaud the John Gruden for at least not being too prideful to 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 uh, call back and you know, baby, come back. You can blame it all on me, you know. Like I, I um, I'd love. I love that at least that they tried. Um, I'm actually a little more shocked that the Bears didn't listen. <laughs> you know, the Bears just hung up the phone. Click. Nope. Sorry. Because they kind of seem like a team that's rebuilding right now. Um, I don't think they're going to win that division. Um, you know, it's, their division's not loaded, but I, I still think Green Bay's head and shoulders better than them. And uh, I don't necessarily think that the wild card is going to come out of the cent- or uh, the north. Excuse me. I think the, the west is going to be pretty loaded and uh, the south can actually be pretty damn good too. So... Yeah, nonetheless, uh, I, I felt the need to comment on that a little bit. So um, this is Rock Vegas, everybody. Uh, that's it for me. We are uh, 
uh, when I say we, Rare Candy, my other podcast, we are going to be kind of combining the two worlds. Uh, we are going to have a special guest. I won't announce it yet, but we're going to have a special guest and we're going to be doing the alpha and beta ratings. So you're either an alpha or you're a beta. Now it's fluid. You could change year by year. You could be a beta one year, an alpha one year, but we're going to do it of all 32 NFL head coaches. It's going to be very fun. Very fun one. It's going to be on this YouTube channel. So if you're on this YouTube channel right now, even if you're listening on audio, go to Rare Candy on YouTube. Um, it'll you just go there and subscribe. And uh, we're going to have a special guest. Raider fans will be very, very familiar with the guests that we have on to do that. Um, and we're going to go, you know, one by one through each coach. We did it last year, um, but uh, this will be a lot more uh, well-produced in my opinion. It's going to be YouTube only. Um, really fun. You could probably expect that by the middle of uh, next week. So that last kind of dead week before football season starts. And uh, yeah, so that's, that's it for me. I'm Glenn, Glenn Rockney. You can follow me on Twitter at Glenn Rockney and uh, subscribe to this channel. Um, if you're on iTunes, subscribe there, leave a review. Uh, I'm going to have uh, at least one a week of these shows for you uh all uh all season um like to do more but you know i have a couple other shows and i work and, and you know life and stuff like that so um nonetheless thanks for tuning in guys uh I'll catch you guys next week